Welcome to episode 217 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson. And I'm Brian Levin. Today we caught up with Tyler Thompson. He is an artist and designer here in San Francisco, currently working at Stripe. Before that, he was at Big Cartel, and before that, the creative director at Squarespace. We had a great conversation. Let us know what you think after the show. We're on Twitter at Design Details FM, or come hang out in our Spectrum community at spectrum.chat slash specfm. There's a Design Details channel in there. This episode will be in there. We're always in there. Come hang out. Yeah, do that. But for now, let's get into episode 217 with Tyler Thompson. Uh, my name's Tyler Thompson, and I'm a designer and artist living in San Francisco. Nice. What are you working on? Uh, I'm working on a few different projects right now. I just finished up a internal project for Stripe on uh, Interface Project for our conferencing, our video conferencing platform. So it's called Crestron. It's like this, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yep. Okay, if people know, I, to me, like yep. this is the biggest company I've worked at. So to me, I was like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I thought it was a science fiction book. Crestron. Um, <laughs> Crestron 2000. Sounds uh, like a toothpaste company. Yeah, it's toothpaste versus arcade games. Sure, yeah. it's uh, it's And it's equally as... Uh, hideous once you <laughs> once you open it up and see what it is but uh, uh enterprise software yeah it's, uh, the crestron designers listen to this show yeah okay way, so. hey guys uh <laughs> should do better um <laughs> so it's really just archaic and it's built in like i think flash or something. i don't know it's just terrible anyway uh nice uh, so <laughs> so uh it's white labeled though so we get to uh you know, style it and, and brand it as our own. And so, and it's been just sort of like, apparently when I got there, it was the first, my first project and everyone's like, okay, so the bane of our existence right now is this Crestron software and it's terrible and everyone hates it, but like everybody in the company uses it all day, every day. So we want to like, we want to make it nice. And they're like, would you like to do that? And I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. Uh, I don't know anything about it. So it was like one of those things where I had to like, really, I had to watch people use it, which was kind of creepy. I would just be the guy that would stand outside of the, <laughs> the glass, you know, conference rooms waving and they'd be like, what are you, what are you doing? I'm researching. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm learning. Research. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, uh, so, so I worked on that and that just, uh, that's getting pushed out soon, which is, is great. And then uh, working on a, I don't want to call it a box because, you know, that's, it might not be a box, but something that we give to uh, along with an offer. So like when we extend an offer to somebody, you know, sort of like what what that thing is that we give that person, uh, you know, that encompasses, encompasses the, the offer letter and other stuff. But, you know, definitely not T-shirts and stickers, uh, no swag, but something like deeply meaningful to sort of like our, the ethos of Stripe and like sort of how we approach things, which is oddly enough, super difficult to try to, you know, make that a thing. What uh-huh. represents the culture of all of our employees and we work? We give you and- a credit card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to give know. you some money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Male, female, all over the world, uh, you know, design, engineering, support. Like it just has to encompass everyone and everything. Uh, and not be cheesy, obviously. Uh, so what do you God, do? So, cheese, uh, cheese. It, is it you a secret it. or? Uh, it, I'm in the I'm in the throes of it right now. You know, like so you don't even know what it's going to be. I don't. We had just had a meeting on Friday to try to you know shop it a little bit and see if we could come up with anything. And you know, it's just it's so uh, I, I feel like it's a really difficult sort of concept to get right because obviously we could you know give them a million things like Bose. We could give them some headphones and an iPod case, but that just we do not want to an iPod, be <laughs> an iPod, an iPod shuffle. What year is it? Uh, so it's... <laughs> we can give everyone an iPod shuffle so uh, that they think they're entering the most backwards time traveling company in the world. Right. Everything runs on a shuffle. It's mm-hmm. right. Um, so yeah, it's 
you know, initially it was like uh, they had wanted to put it in a box and, you know, package it up and stuff, which was what piqued my interest because like I haven't designed packaging for 10 years and I loved, I loved doing that. So um, that was sort of where my interest got peaked. It's like, okay, cool. We could make, you know, we could do this really great box and then what goes in the box? And that's where we're at right now. So. What's in the box? <laughs> the box uh, will be great, but what goes inside? Right. Uh, you know, something that everybody likes and everybody needs? Hmm. Water. Water. <laughs> it's just a vial of water. You do whatever but, you like, want. Like sort with of it. on a ne- necklace, you know. What about in in three the three phases? It, so there's some gas. There's a gas. There's a there's a you block have to keep of some ice. Even <laughs> in some cooled in the same box. Yes, I, I think that's actually the, the best one idea. One side ever. is very very hot. One side's very very cold. In the middle, yeah, just right. Yeah, I that's the best idea I've heard. Thanks. To be it's actually one honest. container with a gradient of heat in it. Ooh, that's the Whoa. trick. It's a stripe. Gradients. So, Ooh, heat, oh. heat gradients. <laughs> I didn't even get that far. You guys should come to the office. We could see this is the this. kind of brainstorming you need. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I always opt for the gradient option. It it's is pretty solid. Thing. Yeah. Well, well, Whoa. <laughs> sick. Yeah. Thanks. Haha. <laughs> 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 banter. <laughs> all right. So, packaging, mm. internal tools, all this is at Stripe. Yes. How long have you been at Stripe? Uh, just shy of two months. So, you're new? I'm a newbie. How's it going? Uh, it's great. Uh, That's senior in Silicon Valley. So. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> You're actually ready to quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's great. Uh, I, like I've said to uh, people at, on the team when they've sort of asked me, you know, so how's it going? Uh, I, I still feel like I don't have a very good answer to give them besides it just like I kind of I kind of love it right now. And it's, it feels like the honeymoon phase where uh, maybe I haven't, you know, gotten in deep enough to like felt any pain but right now it it feels great and i mean the team is is amazing that i'm on and i feel really lucky to be a part of that team but like holistically just sort of like how the company works and operates it just boggles my mind like just that like the level of transparency and trust that happens at a company like this with financial data uh number one i've never worked at a company that dealt with billions of dollars and like financial data so like right there the security level of like you know how we how we keep everything safe is uh totally new to me and but the other thing that that stripe does that i i really appreciate is just this trust and amplify uh principle where Everyone has access to all information except for, you know, credit card numbers, obviously. But, you know, all the everything day-to-day, else. everything else. Uh, <laughs> Names, addresses, what have you. Yeah, emails, every, every, <laughs> everything, you know. Uh, it's, and it's kind of crazy that, uh, that, that, that they trust company-wide uh, like that. And I, I feel like it's one of those things that is just going to continue to uh, blow my mind, I think, just in the way of letting people do their job, like just getting out of the way. Like there should be no, oh, I can't find this information or I, I'm not pervy to that information. Uh, and so then I can't do my job. Uh, yeah. There's just none of that. It's, it's not customer data though. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, sorry. I yeah. just wanted to clarify. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's clarify for, for <laughs> all of our You meant internal sakes. information. <laughs> sorry, yeah, yeah, internal. Collaborative information. Yeah, um, it's just, I, I just, I just would not expect that to be how they worked yeah. from the outside yeah. uh, and being inside now. Uh, it's it's really great. So, do you have strategies when you switch jobs, like no. ramping up, meeting people, oh. getting up to speed on how the the universe works inside Stripe? Uh, no, they do a pretty good job. Like, so we do like a two week sort of spin up where mm-hmm. you just basically like they're like, here's every system, here's all the information, here's where to find it, here's like a little bit on security, here's a little bit on like how Stripe works. 
you know, uh, and so then you're in a group of these people that have all been hired at the same date. So those are sort of your buddies. And then you have a little, like there's little bots in Slack that hook you up with people to eat lunch with that you would have probably never otherwise met. But I have no, I like have no strategy in life in general. Like, I don't, <laughs> like let alone like how do I, you know, get into a company or how do I do anything really? I, I just kind of, I'm there and it just, whatever happens, happens. I, I don't know. That's kind of a shitty answer, but. I, Having no strategy flow. is a strategy though. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. But it's the strategy to not form a strategy. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why so, do you do that? I I don't really know. Uh, I, I guess I sort of try to be as open to what life throws at me as possible. And I, I, f- I feel like the more you plan uh, and, and strategize, well, me anyway, the, the, the less pure things end up becoming you know like like contrived yeah i would i mean i definitely try to avoid anything that has that label but i i don't i don't know i just i i I don't want to sound too out there but like i definitely think that life in general is just sort of uh the mystery of life is what i i i wake up for every day so the the more mystery i can give myself i think the the better and i mean no spoilers uh, yeah and but (laughs) not to say that i'm just like you know blown blown with the wind you know like oh. cruising by dude <laughs> right, right yeah hey how come you didn't come to work today i didn't feel like it i just the mystery of life took me you know? elsewhere right yeah right exactly uh i could get in trouble with that one i think uh-huh. um but i yeah i just i i tend to just i yeah i, I don't have a good answer for this <laughs> i i just enjoy the mystery and i think for the most part it hasn't let me down so far so i just don't have much of a strategy there well this will be interesting to cover how, <laughs> how we ended up here then. Oh, uh, how yeah. the mystery took here. Uh, where, yeah. where are you from? Uh, Washington state proper. Yeah. Washington state proper. Yeah. Right. Do you have to say proper the, right smack in the middle after That's, Washington state. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I, I've heard other <laughs> people do state? that. Oh, like the capital. No, no, no. no Washington no. state proper, proper <laughs> like the state. Yeah. Definitely not Washington DC. Never been there. Uh, don't nothing against it, but just not, not really. Why do you hate it so much, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, have had no desire, except I read uh, one of Dan Brown's books a long time ago where it, it took place in the Capitol and it made me want to go just like check out some obelisks. And stuff. Have you seen National Treasure? <laughs> I might have been drunk. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. So you've really seen it. You though. should really yeah. watch both of them. Modern classics. Together? Really. Like yeah. at the same time? Yeah, yeah. To, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah. Play, play two backwards and one forwards and you get the like the right combo. Yeah, Nick Cage is one of those guys that I feel like I have to, I can't, I can't be completely sober or like take it too seriously. <laughs> that guy just is. Uh, He's nuts. He is. He not. is the mystery. He's in a good way. Nuts. Yes. Yeah. He is the embodiment of <laughs> the, the mystery of life. life. <laughs> Didn't that guy spend like six million dollars on a fucking dinosaur egg or something did he i I, there was some story where it was like oh nick cage i thought it was like head sell or something make a skull like a dinosaur (laughs) skull like he was just like bored one day and he's like fuck i got too much money i'm gonna buy this really rare dinosaur fossil and i mean it was like an insane amount of money and i think he had to give it back or something i I have no idea that's pretty cool though i mean yeah like good for him like of all the things you can buy yeah yeah like oh i'm gonna buy a really Glitzy car. No, no, I'm going to no. buy dinosaur. <laughs> what do you do? What does one do with that? Like, do you build like a shrine piece. for it? Like, and then you just like. Yeah, put it on the dining room table. Set up a TV. <laughs> Surf up on the food wall, out of just, it. <laughs> yeah. You can do whatever you want, right? It's yours. Mount a TV in it. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. And then just play Jurassic Park on that TV all day long <laughs> every day. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, so many good ideas. This so. is a startup, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Definitely. 
So you're from Washington State proper. Proper. Uh, right smack in the middle. Um, Wenatchee, to be specific. Most people just, when I say I was going to ask if it was Wenatchee. <laughs> oh, were you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> First thing that came to mind. Wenatchee, uh, as most people call it. Or, uh, you know, they they usually see the word and there's so many letters. They just kind of just go, you mm-hmm. know, like they just, they try to say it, but then they don't. Um, anyway, uh, it's so a... a- City? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Is that a small town? Uh, it's a small town. Uh, I don't know the population, but it's it's small-ish. It's like two hours uh, east of Seattle, so okay. just on the other side of the mountains. So on the Seattle's nice and rainy and, and green, and this is, you know, sort of high deserty, uh, right on the Columbia River. Uh, it's it's beautiful. It's like where it used to be the apple capital of the world. Uh, cherries, pears, apples, orchards. They've since torn all those out for disgusting condos or something but oh, uh uh it's it's pretty good pretty good spot to spend some time okay you're yeah. an artist growing up uh yeah uh always I, I i feel like that was it's always been there i was also i played a ton of sports like i just was like a sports kid like i think my parents just didn't know what to do with me so they were like play sports do sports right and my dad played sports my mom played sports so like i think it was probably just in their wheelhouse and uh and so i played a ton of sports uh, and always, but always drew like that was sort of, mm-hmm. I could draw my way out of anything kind of, you know, where I was anything in particular, you remember being like something you drew growing up? Oh man. Like when I was five to eight, it was like, like tanks and like fighter jet scenes and stuff. Like I just, uh-huh. I just, <laughs> me and my buddy would just sit there for hours and draw these like scenes, you know, and then like, you know, commentate through them you know like oh shit you know <laughs> you know like explosive sounds you know all that stuff uh i watched a lot of movies i shouldn't have watched when i was younger my dad was one of those guys who was like predator is a great fucking movie and i know you're six but uh you need to watch it so time to get cold yo, son. Right. <laughs> <laughs> heat yeah. vision right. yeah exactly uh which you know there's some scenes in there now that as I have a 10 year old and I really want to let him watch that. But there's, I just, I just watched it the other day actually. And I was like, nah, no way. Even how do you know when he, when, when it's time? He'll just watch it when I'm not home. That's okay. when I know it's time. <laughs> <laughs> when he just, can deal with it on his own. Yeah. He'll just seek it out. I'm sure he's, he's a little. And you'll be like, I told you not to. <laughs> right. Yeah, <it's> crazy. <laughs> yeah. But let's watch it again when mom's But around. it's real good, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Uh, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, just, I drew a lot of that. And then I, I, I felt like I just started drawing people like uh, all the time, like faces, human body, like all, all that stuff just seemed like some, I, I don't remember where I heard it, but somebody said there's not a straight line on the human body. Like that just doesn't exist. Like it might look straight, you know, but it's really not straight. There's always some contour. And I don't know why that blew my mind when I was younger, but I was like, I can do that. Well, I hate drawing straight think, lines. thinking all about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's no straight lines, which, which sort of like oh, freed me up where I was like, oh, it doesn't have to be perfect. Doesn't you put your straight. ruler away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did. And I, cause like for a long time, I wanted to be an architect yeah. uh, and I like drafting and doing all that stuff. Um, but it was really tedious and, and it didn't feel creative. Uh, so I sort of just want to just let my mind go blank and just see where my hand goes, you know, uh, and bodies just seem to like, it's just endless. You could faces and bodies, you could draw those all day long and never, you know, have the same thing. Your parents were encouraging of sports. Were they the same for your art? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Loosely, uh, loosely. I'm dad. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> they didn't hate it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, neither of them really had the, my, like my mom was really artistic. Uh, she did like crafts and pa- and like had a paper company for a while, like stationery and stuff and did some letterpress, but um, she just, I, I don't think she had any confidence in it. So she was, it was never anything she wanted to like teach or like uh, support 
uh, well, not support, but like, I just saw little glimmers of it here and there. Um, and my dad was, my dad was just like a sort of, you know, sports dude, manager guy at work. And he, he was just like, I don't know how to draw. So I'm not sure what you're doing. Um, and, and, and they were supportive. Sweet fighter jet though. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, let's watch predator again and forget about it. Uh, can you draw the predator? <laughs> oh yeah. You should draw the predator. Yeah, for sure. Then, then he gets it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then he's like, Oh my boy. Um, so proud. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they were, as as far as parents go, uh, they I think they were pr- pretty supportive of just about um, most things I wanted to do, minus uh, hip hop music and skateboarding. Mm. Those uh-huh. were basically the the devil's the classics. Yeah. I mean, th- that's why I think a lot of kids liked them, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we had these. Na- I I lived in uh, the middle of nowhere in Washington on a farm, and uh, you know, was one of those barefoot kids running around like in the swamps and the like creeks and stuff. And then these kids moved into our neighborhood uh, who were from Seattle, actually. And both of them were graffiti artists and like total hip hop nuts. And they were our neighbors. And so like, I was just like, oh my God, cultured people who came from a city, you know? And I just, I glommed onto those guys and they were my best friends for so long. And they taught me all the things that my parents did not want me to know about. And it was great. And I, that still really is what I feel like is the core of my person right now in my aesthetics and and uh style is is from those from that those kids that, the rebellious times yeah i it's, man it felt good it felt good to not be a kid or at least not think i was a kid anymore i was like no nah, i'm gonna make my own decisions now you know i'm gonna chart my own path uh so yeah they hated that shit though they were just like you <laughs> know not into that right independence bullshit <laughs> right yeah uh so it was cool they were, my dad just wanted me to be a professional football player which was never gonna happen and uh, I, don't know, I, could, I could see it i mean I, yeah, <laughs> I i played football i loved i loved it i enjoyed it um but that's you know i mean come on the the chances of that are so slim and i just that wasn't really what was burning inside of me anyway i was just like i wanted to get done so i could you know go skateboard and you know, illegally draw something onto the back of someone's water tower. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, it was good. what do you want to do with your life? Mm. I'm thinking at, like at that co- phase? college years. Mm. Well, uh, photography and like, uh, and being in, I don't know where I got this or what movie or something I watched, but like predator predator yeah <laughs> it really, comes back really awakened the photographer inside yeah um i i just thought like being an artist sound sounded like the dreamiest shit ever like oh what do you do all day uh whatever the fuck i want you know like I ponder I, I, yeah i i get to connect with what's going on inside of me and i get to let it out in this creative endeavor and i always thought artists had this beautiful like thing going where they could make something and you didn't have to explain it. You didn't have to explain why it worked or why it was the thing it was. It was just whatever it was. And if you connected with it, great. If not, like, okay, there's no rules. Like there was zero rules in art. And that I think to me coming from like a fairly structured family and like, you know, I still had to get good grades and I still had to, you know, I still had to be a a fairly normal kid for the most part. And art just seemed like that was just no, it was a no man's land where you could just, go and be whoever you wanted to be. And, but I didn't really see any sort of like success path. Again, this is my like not planning sort of phase where I'm just like, I'll just make some cool stuff and I'm sure people will buy it and I can like, you know, pay for my life. 
uh, how'd that go? Not so much. <laughs> I would not. I wouldn't. If you have that inside of you in your head, I would not listen to that too strongly. Uh, except for just, I mean, hmm, that sounded kind of shitty. You should listen to that actually. I, I, but I, I feel like uh, at some point in college, uh, when I was taking mostly art classes, I. I just was like, I want to do something that has uh, a little more impact possibly, or has, uh, not that you can't have art with a voice or a message, but I, I somehow got into design. And at that point I had no access. I had no sort of like understanding of what traditional design was. I didn't study it. I didn't, I, you know, nobody around me was doing it, anything like that. It was just full on just floaty artist guy. And, uh, and then computers, like I'm, I'm fairly old. So like computers weren't really a thing back then that everyone was like, whoa, you got to know how to use one of these. It was just like, it's like administrative tool. And so anyway, something happened and it was like this, I I think it was an ad actually for, uh, uh, an art school that I actually ended up going to. (laughs) It's really cheesy and it's kind of embarrassing, but, uh, the the, ad worked. it, it, it worked big time. And the ad was like, Hey, do you ever look at magazine covers and think I could just I could rearrange those pictures and colors and type in a better way? I could make that it's look a better. Ad. This is a big <laughs> ad, right? Yeah. yeah. This ad was also a book. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I think about that all the time for some reason. Like, you know, like I don't know why. It was one it was just a really, really strange moment where it came in it literally came in the mail. I don't even know how it came to me. And I was just like, Destiny. Shit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Like, I, I think that's cool. And they're like, that's design. And I'm like, okay. And it seemed like it seemed like the perfect mix of art and but with some rules, you know. Um, and so yeah, I went to I went to design school uh, and yeah, it was crazy. Which design school? Oh boy, the most prestigious one ever. Al Collins Graphic Design School in Tempe, Arizona. Al Collins. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> Such a joke. Uh, Arizona, though. Yeah, it was It was just Had some to stick to the desert, huh? fly by night. Uh, again, like, that's the only one that sent me a flyer. So mm-hmm. they were doing something right, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was... Your bar is very high. <laughs> very high. Uh, I mean, at that point, I was, you know, one year into college. Uh, I just got hurt playing football, so I couldn't do that anymore. And I was like, well, now I got to double down on the artist thing. And uh, I was like, hmm, penniless artist. That's really, that's really attractive to most people uh and so (laughs) i can make this work (laughs) right yeah i yeah anyway the legitimacy of that being an industry that sort of had some sort of rail to it a little bit seemed uh enticing and uh anyway this school though is uh was is kind of a silly it was once i once i look back it was and i don't know like i don't know much about you know higher education so much in terms of like what a great design school is or or anything like that but i'm pretty sure this wasn't one of them you know like it just it was one of those things where all the professors were sort of like burned out ex graphic designers that were just sort of like eh, fuck i'll take this paycheck i'll teach these kids how to do this and, and there was no like real passion there but it was sort of like but here are the general rules and and if you really are interested then you'll hunt down and figure out what you need to know and i i felt like i probably hunted down and taught myself or or at least got the information I needed more so than it was like delivered to me, if that makes sense. Um, but, you know, it just seemed really, looking back, it seemed really lackadaisical and sort of like, eh, if you want to learn graphic design, cool. If not, like you're still paying us. So like, <laughs> we, we don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that was cool. 
I learned a lot actually. Um, had to cut out type, you know, I like the, I had to just do some terrible things that computers do for you now that I'm so thankful that they do human Photoshop. Yeah. 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 Photoshop before layers, that stuff. Ugh. Anyway, it was, it was good times. And did you graduate from there? I did. Yeah. Had perfect attendance by the way. Oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah. they, they had this like thing. Did that, I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even know, but they gave me this thing at when I graduated and it was like perfect attendance. And I was just like, whoa, really? And it looked like nobody had ever done that because it was just like a PowerPoint. I, I, or I don't know what it was. It was some like <laughs> thing where they're like, oh, I need to make a, a thing real quick for someone. And I like, just fill in the thing that they did. Maybe you're the only Classic one ever. graphic design school. What I if guess. you're the only person ever and they're just like, well, fuck, we got to reward him somehow. I would imagine. I mean, I was like, I'm paying for this shit. I am going to everything, you know? I was Perfect I was attendance like is impressive, dude. Yeah, I didn't have anything. I was in the <laughs> desert. It was like 110 degrees every day. We had a black truck with no air conditioning. So I li- lived at that school. Like my drive from my apartment with my now wife to school was terrible. It was... We get there and we're just soaking wet. Yeah. And so we just be like, hey, let's just stay in the air conditioned college all day, all day. And, and just learn, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure I ever had perfect attendance for a week <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> when I think about it. Yeah. Huh. I'm pretty sure I took naps and skipped classes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what this is a special time in my life because I don't know if I could pull that off now. Um, but I definitely was super eager to learn whatever I, whatever I could, you know, so. What'd you do when you graduated? Went to work. I got a job offer through a really, my wife actually did a film. Uh, she worked on the film side of things, editing uh, at, at school. So we sort of assumed like, oh, we'd have to go to LA or, you know, New York or somewhere where the film industry sort of existed. Uh, and uh, and I was more of uh, traditional graphic design and things like that. And uh, just the way life works, her, my wife's aunt <laughs> cut she's a stylist or something, cut the hair of some woman who had a little design firm Holy shit. In, Washington, is, in Washington State. This is deep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they just happened to strike up a conversation. And they. so I got her card and she said, call me. And yeah, I went to work for this little tiny design firm that was like these three, I mean, looking back, it's great, but these three folks who were, you know, probably... 15 years my senior who none of which had any formal training in design or marketing whatsoever and but they just were like they were like kind of all friends like two were married and one was like this woman who uh, who got me the job but um they were just sort of friends and they're like let's start a marketing branding firm like let's just let's do that and they're like okay and i, I don't know they did like little local stuff i mean it was you know nothing fancy but i joined and was like the the young kid out of college who knew how to use the computer and like, Oh shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're like Photoshop. What is that? And it was, it was great. I, they just, they, we had such a range of product of projects that I, I felt like it was like a really low stakes sort of cut your teeth in the real world sort of thing. Sure. Um, so that's sort of how I started. And that was back in Washington. Yeah. So you bounced back. Yeah. Yeah. It went back to Washington and it was, uh, Small town life for, for a while. It was okay. Nice. How long did you do that for? At that particular place, mm-hmm. three years, maybe two, two years, two That's or three. Pretty years. good. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Grew I'm the- always. <laughs> it's bad that like anytime <laughs> ask how long someone did something, they're like two years. Whoa, it's so long, dude. <laughs> it, it is, and I, you know, I, hmm, I know, I know a lot of people who bounce quite 
frequently between mm-hmm. jobs and stuff. And, and I get that, you know, like when there's not a fit, you know, that's a good sign. And, but I also sort of feel like maybe our industry has, there's so much available and there's, uh, that it's, people aren't encouraged to sort of stick it out and like figure out how to work through that adversity, you know, like nothing's going to be perfect and it's going to be, you're going to work with people who you don't like, and there's going to be just a myriad of not good fits and just bailing to go to the next place just seems like a terrible uh, strategy to me, although I don't have a strategy. Uh, (laughs) I think a lot of the companies kind of like the way companies are structured, especially here, uh, often encourages that turnover because they're trying to like do everything as fast as possible, which just generally leads to people leaving as fast as possible. <laughs> right. Like yeah. these companies aren't set up to be permanent at the early phases, especially. So, yeah, I guess in the startup world, it, it is a little more fickle, I guess, you know, you got to look out for yourself a little mm-hmm. more. Um, so you don't just end up one day, like coming to an office that's not there. Yeah. I think one of the other problems is that's the best way to consistently get raises, which is sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, every two years, you know, best half half at one place, move on to the next, get ten percent pay bump, right. rinse and repeat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again. This is it's where my a, this is where my strategy falls a, apart. I yeah, just, it's like, a strategy and then I get it, but man, that sounds uh exhausting. That does sound exhausting and sort of hollow, but hey. You know. <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> you anyways. Do your thing, you know? <laughs> I'm pretty fulfilled. Uh, I don't even know about that, but you know, I'm trying. So what'd you do after? Um, I let's see. I worked at three different design firms over the next five or six years, uh, all in the same area. I and I oh, so you did bounce around. Uh-huh. I did. I did, <laughs> but not for pay raises and not, <laughs> not not for any any other reason except for just I I was just clamoring to get my hands on something bigger than like a local regional sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, sort of had my own I, I started my own design firm and it was just me and you know whoever i could contract to to do work for me with and how'd uh, you like that i tried doing that for a minute I it was not for me i'm not a business guy like i am <laughs> not like the, the planning thing like that's like number one on the checklist of like <laughs> can you succeed in as a business owner uh me not so much like i would forget to bill people i would you know i would just i, I would i would spend three times the you know the hours on something because I wanted it to be great, even though they weren't paying for it. And like, I was, I just couldn't be like, well, here you go. This is what you get. When I, my time ended and here's your shitty thing. Like I, who, who does that? Like I, I, I could not do that. And so I became very, very, uh, unsuccessful financially <laughs> in my, in my business. I, I think I did some great work, uh, here and there just, through sheer perseverance and trying to just keep setting my bar as high as I could and hopefully not failing. And then, so I realized that most of my time was spent doing business stuff and I just, I did not care for that at all. So uh, ended up ultimately at this, what I consider my, probably one of my favorite jobs or most influential spots, which was this little branding packaging design firm in Washington. And, uh, it was run by this guy who was in his seventies, late sixties. And it was like a super, like, he was like a old hippie. He was like an ex hippie. He used to be an art, like was an artist, used to be like an actual, like producing artist and, um, was all about, you know, keeping traditional methods in graphic design as much as possible, hiring illustrators. I mean, this was God, 10 years ago or more. And this was when I think the huge trend was like, oh, stock photo. 
like, oh, you need something for this project? Stock photo, stock photo, stock photo. Like he was like, no, we're going to hire illustrators and artists. And, and he had this big network of, of, you know, cronies he, he ran with, you know, that, uh, we're, we're phenomenal artists. And so, uh, he did a lot of that. We did, uh, large format like photography and drum scanning because we were making huge like trade show booths of mm-hmm. like fruit. Like, so we'd take pictures of apples at, at like st- staggering sizes. And then like, I would spend weeks clipping out these apples <laughs> and every little drop this of apples moisture. Perfect, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, did tons of branding, packaging, and just like the whole, the whole sort of, um, uh, this is where I sort of learned how to do packaging design. I didn't know anything about it, uh, up until that point and so uh that i sort of fell in love with that and he just had this guy just had so many like i mean he was eccentric but he he just was like he painted every room in the office like this neutral gray and had all the right lights so that the monitors didn't skew for you know color shifts and and you know proofing and i mean just to a level that at at the small sort of like regional level I was at was like, oh, oh, this is like the smallest taste of something like actually professional and serious. A craftsman. And, right. He was a craftsman. He he literally he he was crazy, but he literally was a craftsman. And we were doing things for, you know, like uh Safeway, you know, uh nationwide and uh doing just things that were like I felt like we're sort of more legitimate than just like, you know, a heating and air conditioning logo for for somebody in town, which sure. you know Anyway, so I I did a I, I worked there quite a bit uh, for for a number of years, and then uh, uh, and then that sort of like leads me to the next interesting step, uh, which I feel like was my intro to sort of like technology and 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 uh, software, which was these companies that we'd be working with. They we were doing these whole branding suites, so logo, stationery, every, everything, truck wraps, blah blah blah. And I, I can't remember what year this is, 2006, seven, eight, I don't know, somewhere in there. Um, and more and more people were like, oh, and we want a website for our business. And I had studied in school, like my last semester, or whatever, I took HTML, like basics of HTML, just because it got offered to me. And I was like, eh, it seems interesting like to make something like that. And so they wanted this stuff and being a small team, we didn't really have a, there was no network of people to like hire for this. So it just sort of fell in my lap. And so I started hand coding websites. I read, you know, every book, uh, you know, like uh, Zeldman's bullet or was it uh, Cedar home or Zeldman? I have all those dudes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Th- those were my Bibles. Like I, I read those uh, back and forth, you know, like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Cover to cover. There you go. <laughs> I read them backwards. Uh, yeah. If you Didn't can read a sense. book backwards. Then I reread them forwards <laughs> and I learned something. Right. Yeah. So I I just, I was building like, at, fast forward a year from then, like I was built, that's all we were doing basically. I, that's all I was doing was building these websites. And it was um, HTML and CSS and they started to get bigger and bigger. These websites, they were like not just like two or three pages. They started to turn into like 20 and 30 pages. And I just was like, this sucks. You know, like there's like, oh, I have- <laughs> HTML was fun. Right. <laughs> but now? No, like, oh, we got to change this thing uh, in the footer of every page. And I just have to go manually do it on every page. And, you know, I started getting into like, oh God, I'm going to sound stupid here. Server-side includes. 
She's mm-hmm. just, okay, I don't know. There's some something, some little like inkling of like, oh, this is possible. Like I can do, there's a source file and, yeah. I, and it can like disseminate out to these pages. And I was like, whoa, this is cool. So I started looking for like, how do I manage these websites and how do I do this stuff? Did you build a CMS? No, I didn't. Good move. But I, <laughs> but so I, close. But I found one. So uh, late one night, uh, I mean, I'm talking like 2 a.m. or something. I'm just... I'd been on a hunt for like three days because this big website was coming up that I had to do. It was like 50 some pages. And I was like, oh, we're going to come in way over budget and it's going to be a mess. And I found, uh, I was just, I didn't even know what to search for. I was like, how to manage multiple website pages <laughs> so I it's not so hard, you know, like uh, print designer out of their element. How do I do this? And <laughs> please advise. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure my Google search history was uh, psychotic. But um I found Squarespace and I found their just, I mean, page 700 of the result of some weird search. And it was like this, I remember it because there was this woman sitting in a chair, like from behind, just on a grassy lawn. And it said like, you know, website management made easy. And I was just like, whoa. That, I want to be woman, sitting on that a woman looks like she is having a great time <laughs> and she's building websites. Like, how do I do that? And you, I start digging through the page and it's like all these things that used to be weird text blocks. And they were now like, they had a, they had a, like a, they had an interface for that, you know, mm-hmm. like, Oh, this thing you need to move over here, you just drag it down. And I'm like, I can do that. You know, like, this is amazing. Expert at dragging. Yeah, right. God, I've been doing this for years. And so I, I dig through here and I'm like, this is it. This is, this is, this is the system that I need. So I sign up, I, I play through it like that whole, I don't think I slept for like three days. I was just like in there just learning everything I could. And I was emailing support. Like I'd get to somewhere where I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I don't know how to do this. The documentation was sort of like loosey goosey and everywhere they wrote, it was like, we, we here at Squarespace take this really serious, our team of blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay, so I'll reach out to support. And I kept getting these these emails back and they'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, we can do that. Uh, what, what do you mean exactly? And I was like, uh, this and this. And I kept getting this these support emails back from Anthony Casalena. And the more I, I dig in there, I look and it's like, oh, founder and CEO. And I was like, Whoa, why is the founder emailing me? I'm like, oh, I must be important. <laughs> <laughs> I must be that right. big dog. Oh, <laughs> shit. It's like I'm on his radar, you know? And come to find out, he was the only person. Like, it was just him in his dorm room doing this. And, but he was just, he's an incredibly intelligent human being. Uh, that is his, like, that is how he operates. Like, he knows, he just, he could, he's one of those guys that, can sort of see a few years into the future. And anyway, the way he was presenting things was just ultra professional, ultra high end, but it was just literally him in his dorm room answering every support ticket. But I think what happened is they were only, you know, maybe a hundred users or something at this point. And I was just the squeaky wheel. I was just like, Hey, how do I, <laughs> you were the problem customer. <laughs> right. I'm like, I want this header to match the background color here. What do I do? You know? And uh, so it got to the point where, we were emailing back and forth multiple times a day and I was like asking for feature requests and he's like, yo, uh, we're going to push out a new update tonight, like 2 a.m. So, you know, like here's, you know, look out for that and then let me know if you see anything. So like, I sort of felt like I worked on their team at yeah, some point, you know, yeah. it was really strange. That's and cool. 
So got more and more into that and was like really pushing the system ahead to like make it as much like print as I could. Cause at that time I worked in InDesign, like that was my world of illustrator and InDesign. And I was like, why doesn't, why can't, why don't websites work like this? Why can't I just drag a picture into this canvas? And why, why don't I just, I just want to put it in the upper left-hand corner, you know, but I got to do it with code and I got to, I can't just drag type around. And uh, so that was like my own selfish desire was like, I want web tools to function like print tools. Like I want the freedom to be there to just drag all my elements. You know, like have you ever seen a magazine cover you could, you know, change and do, yeah, I just want to pile these elements and just let me drag them around until I feel good about it. What if instead of using a computer, I could just get a book of the website? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like choose your own adventure. <laughs> if you want to click this link, go to this page. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was crazy. Amazing. I, I, uh, yeah. So I, I fought for that for a long time. I felt like we both wanted that, honestly, but um, he didn't have a, he didn't come from a traditional print background. Background. He was like a computer uh, wizard. And so, so anyway, we, we call those webmasters. Webmasters. Uh, yeah. That's a, such a cool term. Uh, <laughs> dungeon pretty, master. It sounds dope. like a B webmaster. movie from the 90s. Right. It definitely does. Webmaster. It, but it's like a spider. <laughs> Spider Man spinoff film. Webmaster. Web boy. That's <laughs> uh, like the old time equivalent of nice boy now. Um, so, yes, where was I? So, you're so, print, print boy, he's web boy. Print boy, web boy. Emailing back and forth at 2 a.m. Yeah. Uh, this is like the beginning of a high tech romance novel. It is. And we, <laughs> we, we literally became. Now he was my first internet friend, I think. Yeah. Like I didn't even know the internet could work like that, honestly, back then. Um anyway, uh fast forward another year, maybe half a year or something, and I'd built like fifty websites uh in like six months or something on Squarespace. And like so you'd go to their website and like all the example sites <laughs> were mine. Like I mean, literally like everything on there was he must was, have was me. loved you. He's like, Oh, this dude is just he's doing like, my job for yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> he's like my marketing machine, you know? I was like, oh, here's some pretty stuff, you know? Uh, and it was just sort of, I, looking back, I, I really was piecing stuff together with tape and glue. Like, I I did, I wasn't That's technical. what websites are. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think so, you know? I mean, because I certainly was not a code guy. I mean, I could write <laughs> code, HTML and CSS, but poorly. And, you know, uh, I just wrap everything in 100 divs. Uh, well, this was tables, I think, even back then. But, I mean, I was... I was just a dirty, dirty dude. I would just whatever got it, dirty whatever, div boy. <laughs> whatever got it done, whatever it looked like on the front, just don't look at the code. Just who cares about that? Um, which I know is not a long term strategy because I don't have one. And so eventually, <laughs> like it's right? the mystery of life as a web product, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, eventually, like I can see where code is. You know, art is. is definitely a legitimate thing and I something I appreciate and wish I had the skills to do but I don't um but anyway we got to this point where he sent me an email and was just like hey I'm moving to New York I'm moving the office to New York uh would you want to just think you should just we should just do this officially like you should just join my company and uh I was like okay that sounds great. Number one, had never been to New York, barely even been out of like the state, uh, and knew no one, didn't know what I was getting into, uh, any of that sort of stuff. But the one thing I, I did want was a title. Like it was one of those things where, uh, now looking back, it's comical because I see it happen so much now, but, uh, in school, as I was going through design school, the term creative director was basically like, Hey, 
the, everyone, my, my instructor would be like, just don't worry about that. You're not going to be a creative director for like 20 or 30 years. It's like sort of once you're that, you know, it's, it was like the Don Draper before Don Draper was a yeah, thing. Like yeah, it was yeah. just like this mythical thing, you know? And they're like, once you're there, you're like the top dog and like, you've done, you've made it. So that was like when I got there, it was just me, him, and like one one <laughs> one engineer and like another guy. And I was like, uh, I'm the creative director, you know, like, and it was like, that's just the title I gave myself basically, but which meant nothing. Uh, I did. That, that's what most yeah. creative directors mean. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I, I think there's legitimate creative directors. It's just such a, it's like one of those topics that like nothing really solid has been written about or like documented because I think it's just, it's so dependent on the company and the role in the industry mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but I mean, I def- it definitely traditionally has been a thing. Sure. It just doesn't seem to mean anything anymore. No, definitely not. Uh, and I think experience is honestly the biggest thing that you have as a creative director in terms of a skill, <laughs> which is not what I had. But it was just me. Uh, so I, you know, head of design, whatever you want to call it. But designer, so I, designer, <laughs> design guy. Uh, and so, yeah, we had this dank little office on center street that used to be run dmc's old recording studio uh it was great had a jacuzzi in the bath like you go what? in the bathtub <laughs> and there was like 95 percent of the bathtub or bathroom was a jacuzzi and there's just like some little sad toilet over in the corner <laughs> and like i don't know why it used to be an apartment maybe so or something run dmc does dude yeah jacuzzi parties i'm sure. sure some fun times have been had in that jacuzzi now that i think about it uh not by anybody <laughs> in our office but uh, no sports. no definitely not uh but folding you know like it's one of those kind of stories that i didn't realize was one of them when i was in it you know you know folding card tables sort of things uh desks for for a while and then you know we started to gain traction and uh, i mean i wouldn't even say gain traction but we we were we became profitable you know like we were we're never not profitable, I believe, but it was such a small scale thing. Like mm-hmm. we just, we bought Google AdWords. We bought like a set amount of Google AdWords every month. And that was our marketing budget. Like that's all we did. And we just sort of tried to reach out into the community as much as possible and be like, hey, look, if you're trying to build a website, we actually think we have made the best thing you can you can get. And, uh, but it was, man, it was like an uphill struggle. Like it was almost six years or something like that. I, I worked there and- and for the first f- four, you'd go to a conference and they'd be like, oh, hey, who do you work for? I'm like, Squarespace. And they're like, what? What is that? You know? I mean, it was just like nobody knew. It was just a total no man's product. Like it was just, it existed, but like hardly anybody used it. Um, and then I think we got copied, like Google released a blogger. I think the, I, I think the turning point was like Google redid blogger or something like that. And they sort of like ripped off our sort of, WYSIWYG-esque style. Like, I want to build it when I see it. Like, I want to see the page and I want to put stuff in it. I don't want to go to the back end and write some code and then come back and refresh. I want it to happen in real time and stuff. And they kind of ripped us off and we felt like, fuck yeah, we, I think we did something, you know? And I don't know. Then we started sponsoring podcasts, like literally that. And then Mm -hmm. everybody who listens to podcasts. uh, Yeah. I was going to say, now everybody knows Squarespace. Oh. Was that the tipping point? Was podcast sponsorship or was there something else? Uh, I think it was podcast honestly now that i mean i'm sure there's a myriad of things but like podcast was definitely like our first like wider reach into like the creator space like where i think people were wanting to like we were aiming towards people who were like had the possibility of creating something on the web uh or the internet people them them internets uh were uh, they were good to us and so yeah i think that was a tipping point trying to reach all the webmasters (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, now that I, I think about I it, know. this this could sound like an ad for Squarespace. <laughs> and that's when we started sponsoring podcasts. Thanks right. for having me on right. the show. No, yeah. you're, not, you're no longer there. No, no, no. This is not an ad. No, no. Um, super proud of that team and everything that has happened and still is happening. They're still, um, they're still doing great. Um, yeah, it was, it was just an amazing, amazing time in my life. And just I learned a ton and was surrounded by people who were much, much smarter than I was and were much like were were very nice uh, in terms of like t- teaching me the technical side of what I was putting like the skin on, basically, you know, so was did you fully transition to like I'm doing digital web product design or were you still in the art? print world at this uh, as well yeah no i i I did uh most like it was just me for i would say the first well no take that back we hired a a guy from italy his name's uh today tadeo teddy zacchini he works over at google now uh and he is like an interface icon master he was just barely spoke any english came over sat down next to me and was just like I was like, I want, we need I, all new icons. And he barely, like I had to write it on paper for him or something, you know? And he literally, we're like, well, I hope this works out, you know? And he, <laughs> we had this guy, didn't even interview him. But. No, I mean like his his thesis and stuff, like he's one of those guys that like spent an incredible amount of time, like sort of uh, developing this thesis on web creation and tools and stuff uh, in Italy. And uh, anyway, he came back like three days later with like 300 icons that were just, Everyone, like every uh, feature had like 15 options and all of them were just like amazing. And I'm just like, oh shit, this is going to be fun. You know, like, so you'd just be like, today we need the, we need an icon for, you know, grids. And he'd be like, okay. And just go away and come back. And like, none of them were bad. Like you just got to choose from like, everything was great. Uh, So that was cool. So him and I worked together for a long time and then uh, eventually grew the team into, you know, still not even a lot of designers, maybe five or six before I left. It was still pretty, still pretty tight uh, team, but I still did, uh, you know, the br- I, I still took care of the brand, marketing assets, uh, template creation, interface stuff, like sort of, I think I was just the old guy there still. That's the sort creative of director. That, well, I mean, at some point, I feel like I might've scratched that a little yeah, bit, you know, yeah. but like, I just ended up being the guy who knew where everything was and knew all the systems because I'd been there the longest. Uh, so I don't necessarily think I was by any means the most talented person there, but I <laughs> knew where everything was and I understood our voice really well. I understood what Squarespace stood for and like what our brand stood for and like what what we wanted people to feel when we saw stuff, which is just ultimately a hard part is like the initial difficult part when you join a company is like really getting that vibe mm. together and like what what is it because like you can make pretty stuff and you make things look cool but like that doesn't necessarily align with your voice of your brand and things like that so um what year did you leave uh, how long were you there 2000 uh six years just about Damn. so like 2011 or 12 maybe i want to say i don't know i'm not a i don't keep track of dates very well um, strategies right. dates <laughs> yeah names of things like i am sure i know lots of cool stuff but i cannot recite it for you or like you know i don't remember people i'm convinced i learned some cool shit at one point right. but i'm convinced i'm smart but regurgitating <laughs> the smartness wow. is a challenge i don't even know about that i just i consume a lot of stuff it just either yeah. gets burned off or like <laughs> gets stored somewhere that like i don't know it how releases to. steam yeah basically yeah it's all water man uh yes but, it, it, what came next 
a, a massive burnout. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so, six years is yeah pretty impressive stint. Yeah, uh, while I'm still passionate about the overall goal of like helping people publish stuff, which I still felt I still feel passionate about. Honestly, uh, I, I just yeah, same problem, same sort of not same problem, but similar problem. And then just I think being a a bad like a, a country like per like someone who grew up in the woods. I don't know how else to say it, but like being in a city isn't necessarily my like natural habitat. Uh, and I think just New York city sort of like the company and in terms of us being successful, but not really knowing what to do with that success. Like nobody there was like, Hey, let's make a high powered, you know, super successful tech company, even though I'm sure that was the goal on some level, no one knew how to do that. And so we were just sort of stumbling along as, as best as we could for a long time. And that was, um, tiring, you know, hiring people is tiring. Like just, all the things associated with growth, growth and trying to keep up uh, was tiring. And I had, I have a family, and we have my wife and I have a who's a son who's now ten, but back then I want to say he was like maybe four, four something like that, five. And I just, I got to the point where I was in a lot of meetings all day. I wasn't making things. I sort of just, and I'm sure if I had a path and a plan and was a little, uh, brighter, uh, I would, you know, be like, yeah, that's the path you take more meetings, less work, more money. The end. I don't, I don't know. That sounds terrifying. That sounds awful. (laughs) Uh, I want to still, I still want to make stuff. I still want to use my hands. I still want to, I want to, I want to do that. Um, and so there was that. And then also just, I want to raise my kid. Like I wanted to, I want to be wild. My kid is wild. Like, and I want him to know what that feels like to, you know, run around in the woods and break sticks and throw rocks and climb trees. And I, I don't know, all that stuff that I just felt like you got to have a little bit of. Um, and so my wife and I decided like, okay, this is a good run and everything was, is great, but let's, let's like, just, let's disappear for a while. Um, so we left, packed everything up, sold our house, sold everything, and like basically just were nomadic for a while. We just camped and uh, we like lived on a beach in, in like Hawaii in a tent. We like, it was so funny. Our luggage was like a cooler with a tent inside of it and like <laughs> a pillow. And wow. we just sort of just existed for a while. I didn't know anybody, anything. I didn't, I didn't have email. I did I didn't really do anything except just focus on like soaking up inspiration. You know, it was like, uh, I was just producing and producing and producing stuff. And I wasn't actually like taking the, you know, the yin and the yang very well. Like I wasn't then sort of like taking a break and being inspired again. And my work just felt hollow. It felt sort of just like, it just didn't feel inspired. And so I was trying my best to just take the other side of that and just go soak it up a little bit. So we nomadically roamed for a while and then ended up of all places driving cross country at some point uh, in Idaho. And so I'm from Washington state originally. And uh, for those who don't know it, they're so Idaho is close uh, enough. <laughs> yeah. Close enough. Right. Um, but it's a, uh, this little slit, the top of the state is a little sliver, the panhandle that goes up and is wedged between Washington and Montana. And it is literally, the most beautiful, like, uh, just Eden of like mountain, like snow covered mountains and crystal clear lakes and, you know, coniferous forests and stuff. It's just, it's incredible. There's also, you know, like when you get into that area, you also get into some like strange folks, you know, like some people who have literally gone to go hide from people. Uh, but, uh, luckily we found this little like liberal arts 
town up there uh, on a lake that was was really kind of progressive and and thought differently had a bunch of artists in it and we we just went up there and just literally bought a house and just were like okay let's just be here for a while we gave ourselves like three years i think was we're like let's just decompress for three years and didn't know anybody didn't know the area didn't even like inspect the house really that well we were just like "Mm, that one there let's just go let's just set down some roots uh, and like be parents and, and have a kid and do some responsible adult things. Cause at that point, like we were just, we were just all over the place. Like when we home <laughs> sleeping on the beach. Yeah. I mean, which is not to say that you have to fall in line to, to be, you know, happy or successful by any means, but uh, we homeschooled our son. So, and we traveled a lot and we just felt like, okay, it's probably time now that he has some buddies that he can like see regularly instead of being all over the place and things like that. So yeah, it's cool. That is crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's usually the the response I get from people. They're like, that's weird. It's weird, but cool. Uh, I think it seems like the dream a lot of people have like in retirement. Like, I'm going to work till I'm 60 and then I'll I'll go and do this thing. Yeah. Well, six years at a company is 60 in tech. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, d- <laughs> I didn't by any means retire. Uh, I still, um, I still I actually worked while I was up there. Uh, I eventually succumbed to my creative needs a little bit of being like oh let's well number one we i had to make money like at some point like uh, nah. you know like <laughs> living in a tent kids are free and stuff <laughs> northern right? idaho you have to make money to live up there yeah not really i mean <laughs> i mean we could have definitely gotten by uh without uh probably it would have been a little more interesting um but yeah we just decided like okay let's um let's do something yeah i didn't mean to say like you retired but more you took an opportunity to take a maybe a break oh yeah for sure <laughs> in the middle of like yeah i think a lot of people dream of doing that and it seems like very few do like you're, it was, i could probably count on one hand and now you yeah the number of people who've gotten to do that it was pretty scary it was like a really hard choice to make everyone i talked to my dad specifically it was just like you're leaving now like you guys career suicide right yeah we had just gotten like 40 million dollars in uh investment at squarespace we were moving into this like bougie new office everything was great we were like people finally knew who we were um i had a great team of people there and i'm like nah, i'm out and everyone's just like dude that's a really dumb decision i mean retrospectively <laughs> uh i'm sure that probably financially was not a smart thing to do but i feel like choosing being a choosing to like work on a, your family and like get an opportunity to just be selfishly be a dad for three solid years of just being like being around my kid and being able to be home with him and teach him some things that I know. And like, I taught him how to swim. I, we climbed tree. I mean, just like shit that I knew looking back, like nobody's on their deathbed and goes, man, I wish I would have worked more. Like nobody says that. Everyone's like, I wish I would have spent more time with X or Y, or I wish I would have done this or uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm really glad we, I made that decision, but man, I gave myself probably a massive ulcer, like leading up to that, just being like, should I just commit like career suicide and leave? What, what was the tipping uh, thought or point or conversation? I just think it was like a lack of connection just to, even though we had a nice group of folks, we lived in the neighborhood we lived in, in New York and, uh, things like that. And uh, my team and and everybody there was was great. I just, I I just can't sum it up m- more than saying that there was just no connection. Like I just, it felt hollow, and it felt it just everything felt sort of 
just fake, you know? Uh, and I, I, I just woke up one morning feeling like that. And I just sort of, I was kind of a grumpy dick for a couple of weeks, just like, it just mad at myself probably, but I was probably just an asshole to everybody. But like, I just was like, this is not, this is not right. This doesn't feel right. I just got to go. I just got to get away and like figure out what it is that makes me, me, what my, like what my work is, like what my, what I want to be doing. I just realized I have very few chances and time to just be selfish and, and reflect. Like, I don't think most people do that very well unless they meditate or something where they're setting chunks of time up to just be in their head and like be, be here now. So I think that was just really the tipping point was just waking up. Uh, and also just sort of from my family's perspective, they were just sort of like, uh, we're kind of, kind of sick of the city and i was sort of i was sort of burned out on the city too i i uh, yeah that was, that was it i mean there wasn't like some catastrophic event so much as just like okay it's time you know i don't know how else to say it so what brought you quote unquote <laughs> back to civilization <laughs> oh man yeah yeah how did how did this reverse you, you went to this like idyllic like yeah well eden everything you said it yeah yeah and then san francisco <laughs> right uh which eden isn't how I would describe it. Yeah, it's very nice. It is nice. Yeah, this is a great city. Uh, let's see. So, uh, well, while I was there, I worked remotely for a company called Big Cartel, uh, which is just shout out to those guys, like the best company ever, I think. They just, just for so many reasons, but they their whole mission was to support artists. And everybody who worked there was an artist. And they just did things that were just so amazing for my own personal development. Like they give you, you know, X amount of dollars, thousands of dollars for these personal art projects that you got to do. And they would just encourage you to just be an artist and like, yeah, just take that time for yourself and see what it feels like to be an artist because those are the people we're serving. And it's just like no bullshit. Like it's no, those guys are no bullshit. Like when they say like we support and believe in the artists, like they act that's actually why they're doing what they're doing. They're not doing it to get rich. They're not doing it to, you know, for any, anything uh, false or I, I don't know. It's just, it was so refreshing to like know that that existed because most people, they, most companies say that, right? Like, oh yeah, we're in this because we're, we're passionate about this thing, you know, but like, come on, that's, you have investors or you have something that you're, you're pulling towards. But these guys were literally just like, they wanted to see artists make a living being an artist. Like, which is ultimately how I started out in life was I was like, I wanted to do that. So, um, so I worked there for three years while I was in Idaho, but, um, remotely and every, most people were, were, were remote, but, um, and that was just like such a good balance, like of life and work and, you know, recharging and stuff like that. And it was a great team. And so that was my sort of dipping my toe back in a little bit, you know, and getting a feel for like, okay, is this really what I want to do? Do I want to make interfaces for things? Do I, you know, do I want to be a button guy? Do I want to be, you know, like, what do I want to do? Um, so everything was great. Uh, felt good. Uh, was getting recharged and then got pulled in. I don't even remember how this happened to, to be quite honest. Oh, no, I take it back. Got a job offer from someone in the Bay Area and came out here for an interview or something and then uh, happened to walk by the DIY offices, which my son and I did together, which uh, for you, uh, those of you who aren't familiar with DIY, it's like a online kids education startup app that basically lets kids, you know, find skills they're interested in and, and grow those skills and they get patches in the mail for when they fulfill that. And so as a homeschooling parent, 
you know, we use that a lot. And anyway, I was just like, oh shit, they're in San Francisco. I'm going to go over by the offices. Uh, and so I walked over there and the CEO, Zach Klein happened to see me in the front and was like, we had met each other once in passing at a party somewhere long back. And, uh, we're just sort of mutual fans of each other's work and things. And anyway, he was just like, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> I was like, I just had a job thing, but, um, I don't think it's what I was looking for. And he was like, well, we're looking for a creative director. <gasps> and I was like, the big one, the big, the, the big <laughs> word little do I, Yeah. You know, I don't, again, like I said, that's such a loaded term, mm -hmm. uh, or word, but, uh, went through that whole process and was like, yeah, okay. This, this seems rad. Like I get to work on something for kids, which I haven't done, uh, which is, a you know, was such a huge departure from like black and white, austere, like Squarespace and even big cartel was pretty like, you know, refined and, and in their palette and, and how they, they did things. So I was like, oh, that, that would be fun to have kids as a client and things like that. And I, my wife and I sort of talked like, how should we, should we leave? Like, what should we do? Should we try to do it remote? And I was like, I think California sounds dreamy and I've never lived in California We'd get, you know, back over onto the coast, which, um, you know, nature connection, things like that seemed really important. So uh, anyway, we decided to pull up our roots that we decided to put down and and move out here. Um, and along those lines and like at, at the time, you know, the Eden <laughs> I was living in, still like anything like that, when you go to uh, an extreme like that is going to get old or you're going to find, you're going to find things you don't like, right? Like I missed culture. I missed, <laughs> I missed being able to like, go get food after 9 PM. You know what I mean? Like if I'm working, I had to like cook. If Ugh, I, if, oh. I know. And I'm a terrible cook and I hate it. And so, uh, and it might sound stupid, but like, man, just being able to go wander out into the city and get some amazing Indian food at like 10 30 or 11. Mm -hmm. <sighs> It's just like something I was like, I was like, man, that sounds really sweet. Mm -hmm. um, that was not my, that was not <laughs> my determining factor. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So we just sort of were like, okay, this was great. Yeah. Made some great friends, got our, feel like we got our connection back. Um, but we were like, oh, my son was eight, nine. I don't remember. Uh, but old enough now to be like, okay, we can't homeschool forever. Uh, we're not qualified, nor are we, nor should we. It's time for him to like, you know, have some options and the school options, believe it or not, in Northern Idaho, not that vast. Uh -huh. so, <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, we decided like that seems like a good move to go dip back into some culture and, and you know, try it out. And so you went to DIY. Went to DIY, was there for a couple of years helping with overall general design and, and product and helping them build an iOS app and some other stuff. So you've moved from all across the range, but now you're at Stripe, which is like the, in my mind, the epitome of like high tech and clean palette. <laughs> yeah. Uh, payments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, to me, the, like the most interesting thing about Stripe is from my perspective, they are one of the most creative in presentation, but, it's in such like kind of a dry industry, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you always think of it as being very serious and yet they're like super playful, which is not what you expect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In most cases. Yeah. And Stripe's, the story is really amazing too, because we've used, we use them at Squarespace. We use them at Big Cartel. We use them at DIY. Um, and Stripe was just always like in my mind was just the de facto standard. Like they were just like, of course you would use Stripe. Like why wouldn't you? Uh, everything was always polished. It uh, and, I just, their approach to everything seemed 
so aligned with how I would expect or hope a company like that would be put together. You know, like obviously it's financial stuff, so can't be too playful, but mm -hmm. obviously, you know, you're interacting with humans, even if they are developers, you yeah. know, like there's still the humans. Thing is like you're trying to impress developers. So right. you're doing really awesome development work. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. So anyway, I kind of looking back before I, when I, when I was at DIY, it's like, oh, okay. My companies have supported, you know, that I worked for aligned with supporting kids and their interests and then artists and then also creators. And I'm like, oh, that feels good. Like, I feel like I haven't, you know, like, I haven't sold my soul. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I feel aligned with those companies and their missions. And then, then Stripe came, came up and it was just like one of those things. Like initially I was just like, what? Like, I don't think, not that I did, had anything like bad. There was nothing bad there, but like in my, just my gut reaction to like a super technical, cause I'm not a super technical person. I was just like, oh, that wouldn't be a good fit. Like, I don't think I could help there really, you know? Like, I don't think that super technical uh, aspect of payments and financials was was something that I could get down with. And then, you know, you peel off the lid and it's like, oh, okay, this is like the analogy that that they use a lot or they use is that, you know, Stripe is sort of like the roads, like they're building the roads and then, you know, like these other companies are the cars, right? And so Stripe, the thing that's kind of beautiful is that like they they really are working for other companies. You know, it's not like we want Stripe to be everywhere and like in everyone's faces and and we don't want to take that credit per se. We we want to empower other people. And I I sort of felt like that analogy of building the roads and the infrastructure for all these other things to happen on top of just I could see all these amazing stories playing out and I started getting more into like, okay, I could, you know, get behind the brand and the story and like, you know, use that as my motivation to, you know, use my creativity there of telling these stories of like how people were affected and their lives were affected because this platform allows their business to take payments uh, in ways that like they otherwise couldn't. Um, sure. So, yeah. Great. We're caught up to now. Cool. <laughs> what keeps you up at night? <laughs> what keeps me up at night? <laughs> it depends on the night, I guess. Don't say your kid. Uh, no, uh, he is sleep solid. Um, I guess look, just this fight I have internally with just complacency. I, I, I sort of long for in some way this existence where my expertise and my knowledge and my sort of, you know, prior uh experience or whatever has solidified to a point where people are you know like i'm be i'm able to use that and and that's really valuable to a company um and i i feel like i have a little bit of that but i also i want to keep making things that's that's what keeps me up at night honestly I'll, let me rephrase i and i i don't i don't want to be in a position where i'm not i'm not doing that and i don't i don't want to become complacent and not keep growing my skills. Like, uh, like I'm, I'm really interested in, in doing some more video work and, and video stuff. I, I am not qualified in any way to do that, but video is super fun, but it's one of those things where it's like, I get to tell a story that way now. And I just, I, I guess I'm trying to like at night, I'm trying to like wonder if, if I have enough space in my life to devote to continuing to grow 
this wide range of skills, uh, which I feel like I, I already have like a pretty decent like breadth of of interesting you know skill sets. But I I feel like I want it to keep getting bigger. But at the same time, I don't want to be a generalist. I don't want to just be kind of okay at a bunch of things. I want to be really really great at a lot of things, but like, I don't, I don't know how feasible that is. And so I, I guess that's my balance of what keeps me up at night. Sometimes it's just like, should I just double down and like be a really good, like interface designer or should I, you know, like, how do you pick one interest like forever? Right. I I can't exactly. And I just can't. And I I feel like maybe that's just in a crisis of my uh, internally, but uh, yeah, I just want to keep, I just want to keep wowing people somehow, you know, like I just want, I, I don't want to lose the ability to surprise people and delight them and show them the mystery. Yeah. Right. And like, <laughs> I, I, I just don't know. I don't know how long you can do that. I don't know how long people can do that for. I think they, I think it depends on the person, but I, I don't, I, I want to always, I always want to do that. Like, I don't want to coast. I don't want to just exist. I want to, you know, I want to I want to I want to leave my family in the morning to go somewhere to do great work and to do something meaningful otherwise like why am I leaving why am I leaving my family why am I why am I not choosing to just sit home and make collage all day or do something you know completely selfish and personal you know um so I guess that's that's a good answer. That's a strong answer <laughs> that's a good I guess answer. it's one of them yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a few things that keep me up but that's the safe version cool yeah thanks for coming and hanging out yeah thanks yeah. so much for appreciate hanging out. It. yeah this is great thanks a lot guys that was episode 217 thanks to tyler for coming and hanging out thanks to you for listening we hope you enjoyed it let us know what you thought we're on twitter at design details fm come hang out with us on spectrum at spectrum.chat slash spec fm uh we got a design details channel on there sharing all the episodes come hang out let us know what you thought that's it yeah it's a short one catch you on the internet see you next week